Stuhl. Welcome to Urbane Legends. The podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner. But much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Hello and welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast series about urban legends and also how to be polite in company. Neil, uh, let's get that bit out of the way first. Do you have anything uh, this week for um, a way to be polite in in high society? Yes. Um, when you're doing a podcast with another person, you should always ensure that you've let them know that you're going to hand over to them beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> so they have something to say when you're going to... Um, Sorry, I'm trying to think of something else on top of my head. I would say maybe keep a spare handkerchief on your on your person in case a young lady requires it um, for swooning or or such matters. Um, so that's that's that. Um, so I am excited bench warmer Chris Flynn, and you've already heard from him, my erstwhile co-host. It is. It's Neil Herbert. <laughs> nice oh, you, you, you threw me there, Chris, because erstwhile means one, before the previous. Mm. Does it? Yeah. As in no longer. Oh, okay. Did the, did the management company not get in contact <laughs> with you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. My, um, my powerful contemporary. <laughs> Mr. Neil Herbert. Lovely. Okay, so this week uh, we are going to be talking about uh, something that came to my attention yesterday called the Alaskan or Alaska Triangle. Basically, it's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle, but colder. Um, And so I'd never heard of this. And sure, maybe it's not really an urban legend. (laughs) Um, But I think we're well aware that the scope of this podcast is fairly broad. We've got quite a broad brief to investigate anything. The curious thing there for me, Chris, is, you know, is Triangle the most spooky of all of the um, geographic, all the shapes? Because it's not not an Alaskan circle or an Alaskan square, I know, or an Alaskan octagon. I would say that stone circles and crop circles are also quite spooky. That's true. Yeah, They're quite spooky, aren't they? Is there anything square that's spooky? Leicester Square? Yeah. <laughs> that's quite spooky at night. Times Square, I would imagine. Times Square, yeah, that can be quite spooky. But that's kind of more threatening than spooky, more, isn't it? Yeah, it's more sort of existential dread. You realise what the modern world is coming to. But yeah, so triangles, they um, pyramids, of course, uh, yep. have a, are it's triangles. It's like a triangle in three dimensions, isn't it? But with a square base. Yeah, good lord. That's where all the that's where all the mystic happens. That's where all the mystic, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and um, aren't isn't the shape of pyramids meant to be the strongest shape for weight bearing and stuff? Yeah, I think triangles. Anything with yeah, normally when you're yeah load bearing things, having having triangles in it is uh, because it uh, distributes it evenly. Yeah, distributes it more evenly than any other shape. Yeah, absolutely. Is that not also true of arches? Um, They're used a lot as well, aren't they? It, well, an arch, I guess, is, is, is a halfway house between a square and a triangle. <laughs> it's, 
it's it's an, it's more of an opening, isn't it? I guess. But but before Archie's, you know, basically what what your medieval craftsmen have done is they've looked at the triangle and they've gone good, but I reckon we can improve on this. They've made an arch, and good luck. And yeah. do you know what? Fair play to them. Yeah, that well, kind I mean, of spirit of you know innovation. That's, uh, that's of course where the Freemasons came yeah, from, wasn't exactly. it? With their arcane knowledge. Yeah. And then they then they founded a secret society. Yeah, I've been in a Freemasons hall. I can't talk about it, obviously. Can't you? I don't know why I mention it. Well, (laughs) it's for you to decide. (laughs) Have Have you though? No, I have actually. Yeah. What during a ceremony? No, no, you weren't allowed to witness anything because I'm not a Freemason. But I was allowed to go and see the hall. Why were you in there? Um, What what are they thinking about? What are they thinking about indoctrinating you? I was I was offered actually, yeah. Were you? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, their standards have slipped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think I'll be hanging around with Prince Charles if I've been accepted. I think this is not one of the uh, the more salubrious chapters. Who, who invited you to join the Freemasons? That's just a friend of mine. Could you be? You're being, you're being very coy. I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention. I'm not gonna Do mention I know them? them? Uh, you've met them, yeah. Did they used to play music with us? They did, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> He's a Freemason. How did he get into Freemasonry? I thought they just like the police or aristocrats. No, it's just, um, to be honest with you, it's basically just a bunch of guys who like to go somewhere to have a drink. I mean, we went oh, in there. And it, so I was invited for a meal. So I actually went into the lodge, went went for a meal, and it was the lodge. It was you quite the like terminology. it was quite. It was a bit Abigail's party. It was no, they were really nice guys. <laughs> like some old guy used to be a boxer, and some some of them in the navy. It was a lot of you, you get. I mean, because you get a lot of sort of like you know probably like ex taxi drivers and stuff like this, or that, that you know taxi drivers or taxi drivers. I mean, so the guy to the right of me, I was talking. Are you to sure this is the Freemasons and not just the local Labour Club? I mean, it might have been a strip parlour or something. It might have been a massive <laughs> I was waiting for a happy ending. <laughs> no, no. No, we went for a meal and it was just... But, yeah, it was, they do, like, charity and stuff. And then there's... But, yeah, the, the guy I was talking to, he was, like, he, he was retired and he'd, he'd been a boxer in his youth. And then I think he'd been in the military and does something. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like, you know, like working class made good guys. Do you know what I mean? It's just someone who's like going on a Wednesday night. Well, but see, that this sounds is more my, like the Elk Lodge or something like that. See, this is my, well, it was Freemason, but it, this is my theory. I reckon if you're like really well to do, you probably mm. have a, you know, you probably get in one of the fancier chapters or whatever they right. call it. Um, you know, you, but because I think the idea is you all help each other out. Well, the, the, I, mm. I don't know, but apparently a lot of it, a lot of it's charity work. Um, charity begins at homework. Well, no, apparently this is the whole thing is you're supposed to. Um, like in order to sort of get on and all the rest of it, you're encouraged to um, to give to charity a lot and stuff like this. Anyway, I only I went there for one meal, so it was, it was quite. Oh yeah, that was the other thing that was a bit kind of like sort of seventies because there was it was frowned upon that any of the ladies went to the bar. Like it's like oh, the gentlemen will get the drinks in sort of thing. Good, yeah. uh, quite right too. Yes, but no, there was very few sort of like posh people there. Oh, and you decided to it. You know, worked in trades and stuff. But yeah, as I say, I'm sure, I suspect it's probably like, you know. Different, you, different Yeah, one, you, different I lodges. suspect it's different for different lodges, exactly, yeah. So right. whichever one, like Prince Charles. That was, like a, that was like a feeder lodge. So if anyone's, yeah. they spot, like, talent spot anyone yeah. who they reckon. If you're looking like, you could, you know, 
Well, he drives yeah. a Ford Mondeo and he's got a promising state agency. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's a sociopath. Then they go, oh, he's in line to meet the, the royal family. Or at least go one up in the lodge. <laughs> yeah. I presumably you, you decided against joining because of your hatred of charity. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Fuck the week. <laughs> Um, no, I, no, just because I, no, just because for me, that was I mean, the right just, attitude for him as well. It's a shame. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just never, never particularly wanted to. Well, nothing against it, but I, I yeah, I didn't particularly. Oh, you're being really careful, aren't you? No, no, in, case, just, in case they're still watching. No, there was none of that vibe. No, no, just because to, to be fair, the people I met there were just like generally quite nice, you know. Well, as I say, I was yeah, until you left and they slaughtered a goat. Yeah, obviously. No, they did. They did actually go off and do a ceremony behind closed doors, and then came back mm. out with aprons on, and then didn't were they all happen. flustered? Um, they were fucking fairly moistened with some kind of lubricant, <laughs> I would say. And, um, and was, it, was it water or silicon based? <laughs> silicon based, definitely. Right, and there was okay. yeah, there was a faint okay. smell of petroleum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it sounds like Patron. We've been fixing tractors. Sharp. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, there we go. So Neil um, is potentially a quizling on this investigative journey we're doing. He could still be working for them. I don't know. I mean, I've known Neil. I mean, that was a, if that's the case, that was a bold gambit coming out and saying that. Yeah, but you had no need to. Yeah, but you. <laughs> Which is exactly what I'd want you to think. You don't. You double down on it. You let something slip and you double down. Just that's in case. Exactly. Just in that's, case. That's your Templar training kicking in. You don't even know how many moves ahead I'm thinking right now, Chris. Is it? You're just one? thinking about how you're going to have your pawn out, and I'm already, I'm already scouting out checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't know what game we're playing, but there you go. <laughs> Canasta. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which way can the card move? This um, <laughs> not, not how this game works. <laughs> and that, that was why I did say poorly at the Poker World Series. <laughs> I've, I've, I take your queen. And it's like, um, just, yeah. just turn your hand over, please. We'll see what he cards. So just to check, because like, where I play, you can normally castle the black ball at this point. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, right, anyway. So Alaska Triangle... Uh, so let's um, let's have a little read into this. This seems to be something which has come up fairly recently. Um, I believe there is a TV series of it going out at some point, or has gone out. Can I ask what channel that TV series is on, Chris? Looks like Discovery UK. Oh, okay, not the History Channel. No, I did think it was going to be the History Channel, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because because of because of all the historical. Because of all the historical facts. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, this is history in the making, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I, believe, yeah. I believe that Discovery is an equally revered channel, as the History Channel. Probably. It equally is interested so. in... It's, I don't it's have like a, the, I don't the geography to history's history, I guess. <laughs> Discovery, it sounds a bit like a geography channel, doesn't it? Yeah. So that'd be great, wouldn't it? If you had like a, a like your history, like a history channel, and you got discovery of some like you know just about the world, and then they just make shit up, like just make countries up. Oh, the land that time forgot is did it exist? Clearly not. But let's let's spend three could hours it, on that. Could it, but could could it, it be? Could it be that <laughs> dinosaurs did survive in 
Blulvaria. <laughs> footage from that movie with fucking Doug McClure for the 60s or whatever it was. <laughs> It's just like it's like pictures of some say dinosaurs do still exist. Um, here's the kimono dragon or something like that. Some sea creatures have an, like have been around for millions of years. Well, crocodiles, technically dinosaurs. Yeah, so yeah, only a pipe and smoke it. As, as, a, as a chickens, aren't they? All birds are dinosaurs, technically. You know, if you go back far enough. Um, so. This is from themanual.com, not emanual.com. That's different. Uh, I've never heard of this website. It's got, oh, it's got men's style, men's grooming, food and drink, culture, fitness, outdoors, travel, and auto. So it sounds a bit like GQ or something like that. Well, it's for absolute wankers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the twat about it. <laughs> I took James Bond a bit too literally. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking guide to life rather than <laughs> rather than a misogynistic prick. Yeah. Um, so, here we go. This is under outdoors section. And uh, I'll credit... Shall I credit the person who wrote it? Doesn't matter. I, I, think, I, think, I think we've been a bit slack in doing that, Chris. And I think we need to raise yeah. our game. You see, I'm really worried that if any of these people catch wind of this, then well, they can't say anything. We're just we're just reading out the just stuff that the they've thought. said. And hey, credit to where credit's due, you know. Yeah. Okay, so this is by Mike Richards, and it's from the 11th of February this very year. Up to date. So, Good. like it. Title: Banner headline: More people disappear in the Alaska Triangle than anywhere else. Anywhere else on Earth? Anywhere else in doesn't matter. Alaska? Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't like. I don't like your attitude. You're already picking it. Up. A lot of questions, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Bit chatty, oh, aren't you, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> All right, mate. Calm down. Would you, do you drink piss and pepper for breakfast? Actually, um, yeah. yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, good hangover cure. Yeah. Um, actually, no, sir. We'll give me a screaming fucking header. <laughs> Mind you, if you'd seen the cloudiness of my year, probably, <laughs> probably should have filtered it or something. Boiled it at least. Oh, it's like, boiled it, and it's just yellow cake uranium left. It's like you ever seen one of those traditional ciders? <laughs> it was like Rappley that. Bits. It was. It was like that, but red. State of my urethra. Jesus. All right, so here we go. If you're into alien heavy conspiracies, unsolved mysteries. High school geometry and tropical islands, it doesn't get more intriguing than the Bermuda Triangle, a.k.a. Devil's Triangle. This was, of course, until the mystery of the triangle was finally solved a few years ago. Well, not really. I wasn't wasn't aware of that. Neither was I. Well, uh, this is good then. We're getting a two for one here. We're going to solve the mystery of the Bermuda (laughs) Triangle and then go on to the... I wonder if if it'll solve the... Anyway, yeah. So, what what, what was causing... Just to warn you, this is probably going to be quite a long episode. (laughs) We might split it into two. (laughs) So, no matter, because the Alaska Triangle exists, and the mystery behind it is... Hang on a minute. Whoa. (laughs) Well, he's not going to tell us what the... the, Oh, they just sorted that one out. Yeah, the Triangle. It was all bollocks. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's done. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. You wouldn't understand. 
So no, no matter because the Alaska tribe. Some complicated fucking conspiracy theorists there. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look. Uh, I've got a name now. Mystery of. It's gonna be like crop circles. It was just two lads from fucking Norfolk just pissing around in Bermuda. Oh, we sang a few things. Didn't mean no harm, like. I don't know. I don't know that apparently that probably sounds when they're from Norfolk. I don't think so. But there we go. So, so the Independent. I don't know if that's it's not good. Uh, scientist solves in uh, inverted brackets mystery of Bermuda Triangle by claiming there was no mystery in the first place. Good, that's yep. what we need to know. Knew yep. <laughs> yep. that. I thought we were going to say it was like you know patterns of unusual weather or something like that. Yeah, that's that's what we're going to see here. Uh, Carl Krasilinski, I think that's Nikki. Fair enough. I'll assume you pronounce Krasilinski rapidly. <laughs> Says everything can be explained by human error, bad weather, heavy air, and sea traffic. So that's it. He just said, uh, "It's just like, because, do you know what? Right, most of this could just be explained by a series of uh, different things, normal yeah. stuff." And then everyone just talked it up. Blah blah blah. <laughs> um. So he's told news.com.au. That not only does the Buda Triangle, aka Who Do See, I've not heard of that one. Oh no, I'm liking it. Though. Who Do See, that's great. That's a good name. Well, why do they go with Buda Triangle? Who Do See is much better. Yeah, Devil Devil's Triangle or Limbo of the Lost. Sounds like a good dance. Who Do See sounds like an excellent name for like a blues singer. Yeah. Um, cover a large area, sway version particularly. It's a particularly busy patch of sea. It's close to the equator, near a wealthy part of the world, America, and therefore you have a lot of traffic, he said. So said Mr... I'm just calling Mr. K um, to keep his anonymity. Yeah, absolutely. Save my blushes. When you compare the number of disappearances to the large quantity of ships and planes passing through the Triangle, you find there's nothing out of the ordinary in the area at all. According to Lloyds of London and the US Coast Guard, he said, the number that go missing in the Triangle is the same as anywhere else in the world on a percentage basis. There you go. That was anticlimactic. Well, that's what he said. Climactic, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so no matter though, Neil. Because now I've got the Alaska. Maybe maybe the devil's just playing the odds very cleverly there. Yeah. Yeah. Drags those he drags all of those souls down into hell, but just at the same rate that they would have died anyway, just so nobody's I mean the, the counter argument to that is that the aircrafts and boats and stuff that are around that part because it is between very rich areas and near a very rich country would be more than likely in be more technically advanced and less likely to crash than say other parts of the world where they're using ropey machinery so well, that could be a counter argument couldn't it I think, I what think he's you, done you there and is, mr k need to have a Fact off, clearly. No, I won't speak to him. No, no, of course not. Not after what well, he, he did. He, he, knows, what, he knows what he did. Well, the thing he is, I mean, it. I mean, he's probably entirely right, but, you know, the thing is with anything like that where you just might make a claim that someone could just go, mm, yeah, but you're not taking into account this variable. So have you done that? How deep into this have you dug? Have you looked at every single ship that's gone down in the world? Well... He's looked, he's looked, he's looked, looked wide open to me. And, well, fair enough. Let's yeah. move on. Look, it's you know, 
we can't have the there's no point doing the Bermuda Triangle anymore. So let's move on to the Alaska Triangle. That hasn't been solved, presumably. No, although I thought before we started recording this, um you did attempt to solve it. Did I? I've forgotten um, already. No, you just did said. I solve it? No, not quite. Or, or no, I think I stopped you and said to save, save it for when we're recording. <laughs> Good job, I've already forgotten. No, you didn't solve it, but you did ask some pertinent questions. Oh, okay. Um, so again, no matter because the Alaskan Triangle exists, and the mystery behind it is way, way more interesting. So much so that the Travel Channel even decided to make a TV show out of it. So they must have sold it to Discovery UK, I guess. Well, unless there's two competing channels, because it's such a big mystery. The borders of the Alaska Triangle connect Anchorage and Juneau in the south to Barrow, recently renamed Utquigiv. So UTQ, Utquia, Utquia. That'll do. Utquiagvik along the state's northern coast. Bless you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, much of the states, the vast expanse within the triangle perimeter contains some of the most rugged, unforgiving wilderness in North America. Boreal forests, craggy mountain peaks, alpine lakes, and large swathes of apparent nothingness. Sounds all right. It sounds like the sort of place where people would have accidents in quite high or numbers. The, or, yeah, or there wouldn't be much coverage if you yeah. got into trouble. Um, amidst this dramatic backdrop, the dramatic backdrop of apparent nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a bit excitable, isn't he? It's hardly surprising that people go missing. What is surprising is the sheer number of people who go missing. Add to that the fact that many disappear without any evidence and bodies, alive or dead, are rarely found. Well, again, six, six billion gone through there and disappeared. <laughs> astonishing, astonishing figures. There is, there is very high figures. Very high figures. Uh, interest in the Alaska Triangle began in 1972 when a small private craft carrying U.S. House Majority Leader Hale Boggs <laughs> seemingly vanished into thin air somewhere between Juneau and Anchorage. What followed was one of the nation's largest ever search and rescue missions. For more than a month, 50 civil planes and 40 military aircraft scoured a search grid of 32,000 square miles, and they did not find a single trace. Oh, you might be living with D.B. Cooper. <laughs> Who's D.B. Cooper? Oh, you've never heard this one. It's the the no. chap, he got, he got on a... Uh... On an airplane, and um, right. he handed a, a note to the. Uh, well, when they're up in the air, he handed a note to the. Um, oh, the the hijack yeah. guy. The hij- exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stewardess, I've got a gun on me. Please give me X in cash and a parachute out of the. No, back. they made it. They made it land first or something, didn't they? Or he said he they, they landed it at a thing. He let all the hostages go off. Yeah. So he said, like, I'm going to let everyone out, but then you're going to take up. I'm going yeah. to give me a parachute. Parachute um, is somewhere over. Oh, that was it. Yeah, the FBI had to give him a suitcase full of money, whatever. They put it on the plane. He said, "Everyone can yeah. go apart from the stewardess, the pilot, and me." And I'm going to get on a parachute. I'm going to dive out. You never see me again. And they never. Yeah, did. he didn't. Yeah, they but, didn't. But some of the cash it. washed up about 20 years later. So, well, it was somewhere yeah, up in the north northwest, wasn't it? Like um, Washington State and Oregon. That yeah. They, that he kind of went out. Yeah. No, I have heard of that. That's not really an urban legend, is it? I it's not an urban legend, no. It's something that happened. Like, 
Yeah. I like, guess what like happened true crime with a sort of with a twist. Well, there was, I believe, they made a movie called something like DB Cooper versus the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's <laughs> that. That's my tenuous connection to urban mystery or urban legend. Um, well, the thing is, I guess that it would be that there's probably urban tales of who he was or. No, exactly. Well, I think it, but that's it, kind it, of theories. Because he disappeared, it spun off into sort of all sorts of, you know, was he the Zodiac killer? Who, who can say? Was he an ancient alien? Yeah. Could it be? Being from another galaxy? Needed cash? Quick cash. <laughs> you find <laughs> yourself at a point, you know, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, got himself up stum yeah. with some... Uh, i got a fucking into, penny into... on me. I'm going to get the UFOs dead. With some interdimensional uh, loan sharks. Get them off my back, lay, lay low on Earth for a bit. Keep my nose clean for 30 years. Back to Zarg. So anyway, again, given the sheer size of the triangle, it's easy to shock up its mysteries to the obvious perils of travelling through such a vast, inhospitable landscape. Yep. No, there you go. But, Neil, but... By the numbers, it seems something more interesting is at play. So, wind your neck back in. Yeah, consider it wound. <laughs> cord than... tightly, waiting for more. <laughs> tightly, cord, cord like a spring. Yeah. More than 16,000 souls, including airplane passengers and hikers, locals and tourists, have disappeared within the Alaska Triangle since 1988. The rate per 1,000 people is more than twice that of the national missing persons average. And the rate of the person who remains missing is far higher still. I guess the first question is, is it twice as deadly an area as... Yes, exactly. There's that and the fact that it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. You're probably not going to find somebody once they go missing in the middle of a load of snow. For almost as long as there have been planes flying over the Atlantic Ocean, theories... It's it's going a bit back and forth there. Theories have been abound about the nature of the Bermuda Triangle. Lovers of law and mystery have postulated everything from unusually heavy air pressure and bizarre weather patterns to alien involvement and energy lasers from the lost city of Atlantis. Many have speculated similar reasons for the disappearances within the Alaskan Triangle. Let's take that back a second. So there's a lot to unpack there. So was that aliens and Atlantis or were those two separate items? I think it depends who you ask. I mean, yeah, that's probably a good point. So, I mean, my first question about aliens would be, I mean, what are they getting out of it? I suppose, well, maybe well, it's, like, it, maybe it's it, like a big, big sort of like um, experiment. But, well, the thing is, it's stuff going missing, isn't it? So what aliens would get would be the people to have a look at and the technology to have a look at, I guess. Frightfully primitive Zorg. <laughs> You're right, they're still using these hand cannons. Still using combustion engines. And what was the oh the, the lost city of Atlantis? I'm not okay. Aliens, fair enough. Well, you know, to a given extent, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but aliens, fine. I'm on board. Atlantis. What? Yeah. Don't know. Was that around the Alaska? Is, no, that they, they, they were. That was about the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, okay. I thought I thought we were using the lost city of Atlantis to explain why people are going missing in Alaska. Well, they've said that many have speculated similar reasons for the disappearances within the Alaska Triangle. 
what as in the island sank. Similar reasons as uh, they had for the Bermuda Triangle. So aliens, weather, Atlantis. Sort of. So most the most likely scientific explanation, however, is geography. The state's massive glaciers are rife with giant holes and hidden caves and building-sized crevices, which all provide the perfect burying ground for a downed aircraft. Once an aircraft crash lands or a hiker becomes stranded, the fast-moving year-round snow squalls can easily bury any trace of a person or even a plane. Yep. At least that's what the scientific community would like us to believe. Oh, but we're going to keep looking into wormholes and alien reverse gravity technology because both are way more interesting. This guy's a bit sarcastic. Typical of readers of the manual, I would say. Ugh. Snobbish. Look, if you're going to write a crackpot fucking website, at least take it seriously. Have a common fucking courtesy to be a lunatic. <clears throat> so, um, that's the basic premise. I've got here uh, Legends of America, which sounds like it. Explaining history, destination of people, and legends of this great country since 2003. So, Alaska Triangle, let's have a look here. So, the Alaska Triangle, sometimes called the Alaska Bermuda Triangle, is a place in the untouched wilderness of the frontier state. The mystery lingers and people go missing at a very high rate. Uh, it connects to blah, 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 blah. He, the other guys basically lifted a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> Any given year, 500 to 2,000 people go missing in Alaska, never to be seen again. Hundreds of rescue missions often return without finding the person or any evidence at all. Blamed on everything from sphere weather to aliens to swirling energy vortexes. To I, I, I reckon it's just one really prolific serial killer. You reckon? He's, do you really? imagine he's, he's really frustrated. He's killed 160,000 people. And he's like, fucking 16,000. Yeah. He's like, do you know what? I've, people bang on about fucking... Jack the Ripper. Five. Yeah, what to do? Five. Uh... Yeah. yeah. You come out to Alaska, you try, and then it's cold as well. Well, I mean, that's quite, um, he's got quite a wide, big sort of territory then, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's got to cover it on foot. Or, or by moose as he travels, I assume. <laughs> Gallops in on yeah. moose with his sword. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting worthy hikers. Yeah. Um, so this one has some different theories about it. So they've got the swirling energy vortexes, obviously, and evil shape-shifting demons called Tlingit. Uh, oh, demon of Tlingit, Indian law called Kushtaka. <laughs> this is I mean, a bit of an... So, just... so what's, the, what's the vortex then? What... I don't know. I hope it goes into more interest, um, more interest, more detail. But Kush Tucker, that reminded me of um, Bush Tucker. Do you remember the Channel 4 programme, Bush Tucker Man? I do, yeah. He used to eat grubbity, witchy bugs or whatever. Yeah, it was like it was like before Ray Mears and yeah. Bear Grylls. It's like, an ant, you can eat it. Fair but, enough. Uh, yeah, but he was kind of way ahead of his time, wasn't he, with that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, he made me think I probably don't want to go out. Like Certain parts of Australia you really don't want to be living in. Yeah. Like, oh, don't worry about it, mate. Don't need to go out to Sainsbury's. There's a lovely witchy <laughs> bug here. <laughs> just eat, just eat yeah. the snake. Just take the poison snacks out. We have a pizza, to be honest with you. It's like you know, we, we eat those puffer fish, and it's like it's just this mm. 
Let, let's take a creature that's 90% poison and let's cut out the 10% and treat it very, very carefully because it could kill you, definitely. Um, I'm not saying witchy bugs could kill you. I'm sure they're fine. It just wouldn't taste very good. So it feels like know. more effort than it's worth. Do you know what? I don't know. It could be, could be fucking delicious. You could, yeah. I mean, you go out there and you eat one witchy bug and you'd be like, oh, these are really Moorish. Uh, really Moorish. Um, but what the problem is, I'd come back and then I'd be like, oh, where am I going to get witchy bugs? Yeah, just start to start mainlining worms. Yeah. Um, I'm just chewing up all sorts of insects. Well, I mean, there is an argument that we'll all be potentially eating a lot more insects because they're a lot better for carbon, aren't they? Than I'll be honest with you, some cares. of the things that I eat, I'm, I assume I am mostly eating even rodent <laughs> on insect protein. <laughs> you know, 50% <laughs> petrol station laden diet. <laughs> I'm on grid, so I'm, you know, I think I'm ahead of the curve on that one. Oh, what's this? Meat pie. Yeah, <laughs> meat like product. <laughs> oh, formed into a slurry. <laughs> then baked. 4%, 4% meat like paste. Um, so they've said as well that the most likely explanation of the people is the wilderness, whatever. No, it's clearly vortex as aliens. So we've got some stuff about vortex. I'm, I'm Googling there. Vortex, Alaska Triangle. I want to know more about this. <laughs> so, however, there are many that support the idea of energy vortexes within the triangle. Energy vortexes are thought to be swirling centres of energy concentrated in spe- uh, specific places where the energy crackles most intensely. Crackle, crackle. The energy radiates into a spiralling cone shape, clockwise or counterclockwise, creating positive and negative effects. Those are thought, thought to affect humans in various physical, mental, and emotional ways. Positive vortexes spiral upwards in a clockwise motion, creating an enhancing flow of energy, the type that's said to be conducive to healing, meditation, creativity, and self-exploration. <laughs> I'm just off to the vortex for some self-exploration. Don't wait up. I think that's what the second coming by Yeats was about. People actively search these places out to feel inspired, recharged, and uplifted. Some of these places where positive vortexes are said to exist are the Egyptian pyramids, pyramids, Stonehenge, and the Stoner Desert, and sacred temples and cathedrals throughout the world. Alternatively, negative vortex spiral downwards in a counterclockwise uh, motion, creating a draining or depleting energy and depleting the positive energies in this vicinities. In humans, they believe to cause health problems, including depression, nightmares, disorientation, confusion, and both visual and audio hallucinations. They're also said to cause electrical instruments to malfunction. Some places are said to be filled with negative vortexes, such as Bermuda Triangle, Japan's Devil Sea, and Easter Island. What's wrong with Easter Island? But Chris, what about ley lines? <laughs> Which apparently uh, they're thought to conduct supernatural energy in Lake Titicaca in Peru. It's yeah. the beginning of one of the longest ley lines on Earth. And do you know where that ends, Chris? Stonehenge? Alaska. Ooh. It goes through Stonehenge. It's one of the interesting right. properties of ley lines. They don't follow quite conventional quite a, rules. <laughs> yeah, quite a Geometry. circuitous route. Yeah. So electronic readings in Alaska have found large concentrations of magnetic anomalies, some of which have disrupted compasses to the point where as much as 30 degrees off. In addition, some search and rescue workers reported having audio hallucinations, disorientation and lightheadedness. That sounds like altitude sickness to me. It's 
unclear whether vortexes really exist, and the theory has been open to a good amount of scepticism, Neil. But is it possible? Could it be? Do vortexes exist? Despite the warnings from authorities regarding weather and wildlife and environmental conditions, hundreds of tourists visit... Oh, so it just says, but is it possible? And then a question mark. Yeah. And then just moves on to something else. So hundreds of tourists visit Alaska to see the unsport land, many of whom are unprepared for natural elements. Yeah, just got my sandwiches. And some of these people probably became lost in the middle of nowhere, resulting in numerous search and rescue operations performed each year. This, however, does not explain why there are more disappearances in the Alaska Triangle than elsewhere in the state. Whether serious disappearances of the Alaskan Triangle are the result of natural perils, strange energy vortexes, or ancient evil spirits, they are certainly alarming. So who's this... Um... Sorry, I'm just, I'm just reading up about these energy vortexes, and uh, it fits. it seems some sort of high-level bullshit that's coming out here. It's found at sacred sites throughout the world. Great Pyramid, Machu Picchu, Stonehenge, Ayers Rock. It is believed that the vortex energy moves in a spiral, moving up or down. So, what... So, energy... Fair enough, we all know what energy is, but energy tends to be... It's not a thing in itself. There's types of energy. Does it give us any... Um, is it is it something like elect- electromagnetism or is it like mystic energy? That's spiritual energy, isn't it? Spiritual energy. So, so well, let me give you an example. Sedona is one of several places on Earth that seems to vibrate if you are still enough to listen. So first, are you still? No, be still, Chris. That's all I can hear is my tinnitus. Yeah, well, tinnitus <laughs> or a vortex screaming out. Tinnitus from being in a band with you for ten years. We're going to have to go to Stonehenge and see, 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 be very still and see if we can find any energy vibrations. Well, as you know, I've become, I mean, I don't, experts are strong words, but I've become an expert in meditation yeah. over the last year. So I could meditate there. Exactly. Because um, they're recognized as portals for connecting to the universe. So, you know. Oh, I don't want to do that. Kind of like a phone. I'd rather the universe didn't know I was here in case it, in case it starts taking an interest in me, you do you try know and what I mean? close the vortex. That might work. <laughs> Blow up all the stones. <laughs> <laughs> um, why would I want to close the vortex? Might as well. Something doing it. Yeah. Boris is Britain. Fuck it. <laughs> I want to close all the positive energy vortexes. Apparently, they're because they're a to... drain on national resources. Well, exactly. The reason why there's so much energy at vortexes is because they're on ley lines. Right. Skeptics say it's a bunch of mystical psycho babble. Bollocks would be mine. <laughs> my turn, but... um, I don't know, but I don't know. I'm I'm um, slightly more open-minded well, you... or gullible than you. I would say. Well, as, as put um, there, if we believe that life is nothing more than we can see and what we know today, what a sad existence we have. Yeah, Neil, what a sad existence you have. That's entirely, entirely correct. I'm a, I'm animist, as you know. Um, no, I don't know about ley lines. I don't know. Do you know, what? Let, know. Let's leave that for another conversation. Okay, so... I don't know. Do they, they probably don't exist, but there are those guys who have got the twigs. They seem to know what's going on. Well, you want to find a well. You want to dig a well. Yeah, but they seem to work, don't they? Divining sticks to find water. Or am I 
or is it not? I've heard it claimed that it it can work. I don't know whether or not that's actually true. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it, dowsing and all that. True, that's, yeah, something's going on, isn't it? Or is it just there's a reason that dowsing is really popular in the UK because basically, if you dig anywhere far enough down in the UK, you're going to find water because it's just such a wet place. Could be that, couldn't it? I don't know. I'm just looking up. So James Randi offered ten thousand pounds to anyone who could demonstrate they were successful. And uh, has he still got his money? <laughs> I believe he's now passed. But so, <laughs> so, yeah. so you maybe you shouldn't have been so sceptical. The vort- died, combination died of vortices and ley lines did him away. Killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you like that? So, do you want to hear about um... results? Were no better than chance. No, no. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Do you want to hear more about the Kushtaka, who is the demon, the Bush Tucker, the Kushtaka man? Do you think he's um, the well? Do you think he's the one behind these disappearances in Alaska? I don't know, Neil. I mean, it's twice the national average of disappearances, so we're taking a fairly oblique angle at this one. But fair dues. Well, I'd tell like me, to, tell me about like to cover all the bases. So Kushtaka, which literally means. Land Otter Man, so I already, already like him, are mythical shape-shifting creatures found in the folklore of the Tlingit people of the Pacific Northwest coast of North America. They are similar to the Wasta of the Tusmayan people of Nutsinya, of the Dena'ina Native Americans of South Central Alaska, and uh Uriali of the Yupik in Western Alaska. So if you know those, then you've already got a good, you've already got a good understanding of what this creature is. Uh, let's just have a quick look ahead. Yes, that's the last of um, absolutely just destroying Native American uh, Inuit uh, names that I have to do. So physically, Kushtaker man are shapeshifters capable of assuming human form the form of an otter, and potentially other forms, but we don't know. That's, that's how we're guessing. In some accounts, a Kushtaka is able to assume the form of any species of otter. <laughs> any species? Okay. I, this uh, is... I'm a river otter, right? And look at this. Babble bow. I'm a brown river otter. <laughs> look at that. I could do them all. I know what an otter looks like. I'm not sure I could tell you two different varieties of otter, I must confess. But that's good. But in other um, accounts, only one. <laughs> <laughs> accounts of their behaviour seem to conflict with one another. So these really are. Um, there's a lot of serious There's a lot of con- got a lot of conjecture about them. Can it can it change into one otter, or can it change into a couple of different types of otter, or even potentially other forms? So. In some stories, Kushtaka are cruel creatures who take delight in tricking poor Tlingit sailors to their deaths, very much like the sirens. Mm. In others, they are friendly and helpful, frequently saving the loss from death by freezing. So It's good and bad in Tlingit, like there are in people, by the sounds of it. Absolutely. You know. It sounds very much like that. Um, or perhaps, they, yeah, they're just, maybe some people... Deserve it. Yeah. Are horrible. <laughs> Some people deserve it. They're horrible to what? As they go, oh, I'm going to get him. 
get him all dead. Every everyone who crashed a ship because an otter steered them wrong, hundred percent pricks every time. So, get, yeah. get, lock them up, throw away the key. Natural justice. <laughs> Talinga don't recognise no court law. Going down. You cross the Talinga, you're getting your fucking shits in ruins. We don't believe in no <laughs> government apparently justice round here. I mean, we believe in good tracker justice. Now, then just know that it can turn into any form of otter that you can imagine, or not, <laughs> or, or possibly other creatures. So, so in many stories, the Kushtaka I have to say off. as well because I, I, I don't know that a Native American creature would be um, doing the old hillbilly voice. You don't know. That's true. It's true. I don't know. Some people say they can do up to four different hillbilly voices, and some say only one. Yeah, that's true. So in some stories, Chris Tucker, a crawl creature... Well, I mean, it was better me doing that voice than attempting, like... No, I, I just thought that. Inuit that was, accent was, yeah, or something, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been far worse. So, yeah, fair point. Short Circuit 2 was a long time ago. Let's not repeat those mistakes. <laughs> Let's learn our lessons. We, we uh, so, ought to have done. So, in many stories, Kushtaka saved the lost individual by distracting them with curiously otter-like illusions of their family and friends as they transformed their subjects into... (laughs) There's a lot of fucking otters up here. It's the only animal we've seen. Some shaman who was fucking obsessed with otters. So they they saved them by distracting them with curious otter-like illusions of their family. Hey, it's my wife, but she's half otter. (laughs) And uh, family and friends, as they transformed their subjects into a fellow Kushtaka, thus allowing them to survive the cold. Mm-hmm. See, that's decent of them. Naturally, this is counted as a mixed blessing. I said, don't turn them back. Yeah. <laughs> You're a Kushtaka now, mate. You can't have it all. <laughs> Death or Kushtaka. <laughs> that's not just like a really shit vampire, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Is it shit vampire? Or is would you rather? I, I'd rather see a hundred films about. Otter, Actually, yeah. Do you know what? I'm bored with vampires, and and um, no, I'm just thinking if, like, in real life, if I was going to get turned by a otter or a vampire, an otter or a vampire, I'd probably go with a vampire. But well, vampires find it easier for city living, don't they? Yeah, but. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely this this would be a more interesting kind of mythos for the next generation of young adult novels or whatever they're going to do. Sexy katakas. Yeah, sexy authors <laughs> and uh, sort of sexy wolf people with abs and fucking whatever it, that nonsense was about. Um, yeah, sexy otters. Sexy otters. Um, however, Kushtaka legends are not always pleasant. In some legends, it says that Kushtaka will... Uh, Imitate the cries of a baby or the screams of a woman to lure victims to the river. Once, the, once there, the catastrophe either kills a person and tears them to shreds or will turn them into another Kushtaka. So, again, it sounds, I mean, either way, you're getting turned into a Kushtaka. You might as well go for that, mightn't you? Yeah, I'll take, either way. I'll take the Kushtaka rather than being ripped to shreds. Yeah. And what do, what do we do as Kushtaka? Try and once every. Hundred years when someone wanders past, we could stack them up. Yeah. Just really getting more stacks. I'm assuming you get immortality as part of the deal. Well, you turn. Well, they're spirits, aren't they? So I guess so. You'd think there'd be more of them. Um, so legends have it that Kushtaka can be warded off through copper. So that's good. 
Urine. Easy enough. Well, I piss myself as often as possible. <laughs> Dogs. I'm not drunk. There might be kush tackers around. I'm protecting everyone here. You should be thanking me. Spiritual face mask. My urine stained trousers. <laughs> So dogs, and in some stories, fire. Since con- since the Kuntasha... Kuntasha? I'll tell you what, a dog pissing pa- itself on it fire would really keep the kush tackers away. <laughs> yeah, with, a, with a copper collar. Yeah. So, well, this is new information. Since the kush mainly prey on small children, so that's left that oh, till the end. Right. So I was, getting, I was, I was, I was pro kush and now they've just spun that on me. Right down in my estimation, I'll tell you that much. Fucking. Like they get hunted to death. What a cunt. <laughs> it's been thought by some that it was used by Slingit mothers to keep their children from wandering close to the oceans by themselves. It's also said that Kushtaka emit a high-pitched three-part whistle in a pattern of low-high-low. <whistles> Same on that. All right, yeah. Hang on a minute, Chris. I think there might be a kushtaka around. Piss yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And set it on fire. So, kushtaka modern literature, they've appeared in Pamela Ray Hootson's Legends in the Wood stories of the totems, in the legend War with the Land Ottoman, as well as Pamela Ray Hootson's transformation masks with the kushtaka den and Garstang's Raven Stole the Moon. Henry D. Collop describes a miner's encounter with the Kushtaka at Thompson Bay in the short story, The Strangest Story Ever Told. Fucking hell. Didn't think too hard on that, did he? Well, it's just factual. Really, he went, this is is strange. Do you know what? It's not just strange. It is the strangest story. He went out and read every other single story, and he went, hmm, some of these are strange, but not as strange. Therefore. Well, there we go. There's some pictures of the Kushtaka. Always good to check the pictures like on share, screen share with you. Pictures. Love to. I imagine they're uh, sort of otter looking. Well, some of them are. So there's the nice well, kind sort of, of Maori um, looking. That's that's quite. Yeah, cool. there's a, there's a kind of Native American carving kind of. Cause there's one there. That's, yeah, I mean <laughs> that's otter. very much an otter. So these ones here are. Kind that's of a hunky hunger there. They're, those are the ones that are gonna. They're the ones that are gonna sell the franchise. Yeah. Abs on um, that. I mean, the otter head's putting me off a little bit, but oh, that's the only bit I like. That. Well, there you go. <laughs> take take turns. We we know which end we're on, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> to start with. Um. So. Yeah, they're kind of. Uh, I mean, they're being portrayed here as. I mean, that just, that looks like the the Pixar version of a Kushtaka. Yeah, there. Yeah, it does. So they're kind of um, being portrayed as like werewolves, but with otter heads by yeah. by modern people. Were otter by modern idiots. Were otters, whereas the sort of native. Yeah, that's a lot more interesting. Um... Yeah, yeah, they just. It's weird though, isn't it? How the kind of native. Um, American Northwest people. That reminds me quite. That that's. I mean, it, it's slightly Polynesian looking, but it's mm. also slightly South American looking. Yeah, it looks, and it's it looks also, a bit Aztec. 
There's a similar it's also it's quite slightly, I think that's slightly Celtic looking mm. as well. Yeah. Again, I think because it's a symmetry. Could be. And of course, um, all of those civilizations did come from Atlantis originally. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's re- that's really Celtic now. That. Mm. that lad there. Um, so, the Alaskan Triangle, Neil. I think with um, it's a relatively new one. Um, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm prepared to put this down to Kushtaka. <laughs> Power of all otters and all of that that you just said. That's clearly what's happening here. Kushtaka slaughtered over 16,000 people in the last 20, 32 years. And what are we doing about it? Turning a blind eye. Yeah. You know, it's disgusting, isn't it? Um, so I think there's... I think that's it. There isn't as much there as I thought there was going to be to to latch on to for our purposes, which is a shame. But I think that it did bring us to Kushtaka, yeah, who, which I'm which I'm happy I think about. Kushtaka pulled it out of the bag for us. I don't. I don't. Even, I'm, I'm none too impressed with the Alaska Triangle, but I'm I'm pleased to have been introduced to the Kushtaka. Absolutely, they seem pretty cool. Um, and also, we found out uh, that. The Bermuda Triangles potentially. Take that one off. Yeah, fine. Take it off. Okay, now so shall we go through our matrix, legend matrix? So this is the Alaskan Triangle. Spookiness. You go first. Um, it's a zero out of ten. Whatever it is for me, because um, yeah, zero out of ten. Spookiness. Nothing spooky about this. People going missing in the wilderness. Um, I'm going to give it a one just because um, the wilderness is always a little bit spooky uh, and, you know, Kushtakas. But I don't find them spooky. Oh, no, I guess they are spooky. Oh, well, if yeah, I'm going to give it a... that's a different kettle of fish. But... Well, no, but that's one of the potential reasons, isn't it? Kushtakas killing up 16,000 people. <laughs> so... Um, so spookiness, yes, but it's not a particularly spooky story. Um, no, I guess it's on my more... bones to any extent. Something can be frightening, but not spooky, can't yeah, it? Absolutely. So I think it's. I'd be more. It's more frightening than spooky. Like how easily you can just get lost and die and never be found. So that's frightening, but I don't think it's, it does it doesn't send a chill, a chill up my spine. No, it's like way. you know, if you were on the you know, if you were at the top of a cliff and worried about falling off, that's not spooky. That's just terrifying yeah so all right, well, i'm going to give it a one just because of the kushtaka man fair enough so believability so um there is so i mean i 100 percent believe that those people have gone missing yeah um but i don't believe any of the um energy vortexes or aliens all that kind of stuff, the theories. What about Kushtaka? I think that's a problem. Or the prolific serial killer. <laughs> I think the problem theory. we have. I think the problem we have with this one is, um, it's not really an urban legend. It doesn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't really have a story. Let's be honest. We ran out of. We ran out of things to say after the third one of these that we did. So we're just casting the net out now. Yeah. No. I. I, I mean, believability. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I believe that many people go missing, that's fine, but I don't believe that it's any of the non 
really obvious reasons, which is just... I'll give it like a 5 out of 10 because it's a bit like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, well, I don't really believe it, but it's kind of like it's one of the more... I mean, what, compared to black-eyed children, then, yeah. There might be some. There might be something. Who knows? More and more in all in heaven and earth than is dreamt of in your philosophy, etc. Whether it be ley lines or any of the rest of it, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe years from now they'll find out there was some special thing. I don't believe it, but you know. Yeah, no, you've opened you've opened my uh, mind and heart, so I'm going to give it a two now. So Neil, reach. I mean, I only heard about it from you by text yesterday. So. Um, yeah, that's when I heard about it. <laughs> it's been on the Travel Channel, and it's been yeah, on the Discovery Channel in the UK. Now. It'll get another five out of ten for me. It's it's gaining mm. legs. It would appear it's gaining traction. It's a it's a new one, isn't it? I don't think it's got the spice to take over the Bermuda Triangle. I think they're positioning the nah. Bermuda Triangle. I think it's an upstart. I don't think it's going to have the legs, but you know, it's gone it's gone international. So watch, fair play. Watch this space. Yeah. Basically, you're saying uh, I'm going to give like, it like Spring Hill Jack. I don't think it's going to have two hundred years in it. No, well, no, and also the thing which was exciting, I guess, about the Bermuda Triangle is that it was near very busy shipping lanes, etc., yeah. and close to the coast of Florida and Bermuda, um, whereas this is out in the arse end of nowhere, so who cares? <laughs> well, just don't go there, it's all right. <laughs> okay, and so premise, I guess, is next, because there is no narrative. So, a big, uh, premise, big triangle, it's been done before. Yeah, let's repeat. One out of ten. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a two. Oh, is it, it's, it's a repeat of something that's been done before, but it's a bit worse, other than the Kush Tacker, which is amazing, obviously. But that's a separate development in my... What they've done there is, again, they've drafted in a ringer to try and make the whole thing more interesting. And frankly, I think, yeah. you know, frankly, you you know been disrespectful so enough of the, the Native American people already, so yeah, don't steal their legends to try and tart up your crappy myth. So that has got an overall score of 19, which I think is the same as the Pigman. Good Lord. No, it's not. It's the same as the Black Eyed Children. Yeah, it's, it feels like that that level right, of... Yeah, it still feels like quite a high score. <laughs> 19 out of 80. Um, well, you know, just all you we can it. do I mean, is do the science, Chris, and then just, you know. That's what you do. It's you all know. you can do. And then the numbers don't lie. The numbers cannot we put, lie. The num- we, put the, we put the science into the matrix. Rigorous, went through a rigorous investigation. We put science the numbers into the-, into the advanced calculator. We just added up four numbers. And, uh, and the results Eight speak numbers. for themselves. Eight, yeah. Eight numbers, Four mate. times two. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. So we put it through like the, the al- four points on a pyramid. Exactly. Well, it's a square going up to a, yeah, or, or, five, or five as it, in actual fact it is. <laughs> so there we, yeah, we just we just feed the feed the science into the algorithm, and it comes out of what it comes out with nineteen. I'm surprised by that. But the algorithm's never wrong, is it? So I've never known it to be. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hasn't failed us yet. Hasn't failed anyone yet. So um, I will get on with sending these results to the governor of, Alaska, governor of Alaska. Yeah. Um, and that's 
U.S. For, proceedings of paranormal investigation. I'm hoping there is a journal out there somewhere that just does parapsychology and urban legends. Yeah, of course there is. Bound to be. Yeah, there'll be loads of them, mate. Do you reckon they're also rigorously peer-reviewed, like mainstream scientific journals? Well, some mainstream scientific journals. (laughs) Um, No, I don't think they are, Neil. Is that what you wanted me to say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious. It's your opinion. Fair enough. What, you thought my opinion was going to be yes? Well, all right. Neil, this is the typical highfalutin snobbishness that I expect of a Freemason. I will see if we can find anything about uh, Kush Tucker. Find out, find out if he's if he's about or has uh, press. I'm start secretary. writing my trilogy of young adult novels about the Kush Tucker. Yeah, I'm going to start writing some erotic the fan fiction. Filthy hack that I am. Now you wait for me. Wait for me to self-publish mine, and then you've got to write fanfic versions of it. Okay, so you yeah. you get the cash, and I get what. Well, no, because you'll get more See. cash, won't you? You'll be like that lady who made... What was that one who did the... Um, did, did it off of one of the... There was a Sparkly Vampires one, and then um, Twilight, somebody did, me. like, erotic fan fiction version of it, which then turned into some other load of... She's made loads of fucking cash. The E.L. Oh, really? I think her name was. Yeah. I don't know, mate. Started out as, like, fan know. fiction of whatever the Sparkly Vampires one's called. Twilight. Yeah, Twilight, that's it. Yeah, she was a fan of Twilight and then started writing erotic fan fiction about that. And then no, just change the, basically change your names, put in a bit of S and M, made an absolute fucking right. min. As much as the, I don't know, as whether she made as much as the original author, I don't. I honestly don't know. But she's, she, you know, she's done, had her own film trilogy. Um, well, we'll just put it into our um, our shared business account, whatever we make. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, that's going to be fifty p between us, isn't it? Getting it from both angles. <laughs> um, okay, so. From me, Chris Flynn, uh, please don't have nightmares. And from me, from me, I'm not really bothered which way or the other. You do. I don't know what that meant. Got to work. Got to work on these outros. You need to work on your outros. I know I do. Um, <laughs> all right, and we will see you for the next episode of Urbane Legends. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.